After further review, as this is one of Frank's favorite songs. Do not listen to him. He is selling you snake oil. We don't sell snake oil, but we provide an entertaining and thought-provoking sports show on 88.3 WXUT. Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And sometimes we provide a life lesson. Ain't that right, Frank? Life lesson, my ass. Don't be a hater. And tune in to AFR Saturday mornings, 11 to 1 on WXUT. Welcome back to 88.3 WGTs. After further review, loyal to a fault, huh? And Frank, you about to get on here in the state of the state of Michigan basketball. That is University of Michigan and Michigan State. I'm pretty sure you're going to say something about that handshake line and everything like that. And it's it's for both teams. It's kind of been not what people expected. Decent basketball, but you guys have expectations of high-level basketball up there in the mid. Go ahead. Well, we'll start with we'll start with Michigan State. Okay. Pro- more so because I I kind of got the feeling about this from when I caught the end of their game against Ohio State mm-hmm. on Thursday. But by the way, Ohio State's a good team, so you can't hate. But for not the, I, I, I have no I have no beef with Ohio State basketball. But for you, Frank. Well, we got to because this is about Michigan State. Go ahead. Uh, look, the way, the way that Michigan State came out in that game after getting uh, the, getting thrown into a garbage can <laughs> by Michigan, who I don't think is very good either. <laughs> and even late in the game, you I can kind of see it on Tom Izzo's face. He's like, man, f this, I'm done. Uh, I didn't get that, but go ahead. I, I didn't uh, get it's, that it's just basically how how he uh, gets down eleven nothing, and like okay, we'll take a timeout. They're they're down eighteen to four. I mean, you can't. You, I mean, I guess maybe it's because I'm on a high school staff in a tough high school conference in the state of Michigan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I, we're I on, and we're you know, on, and we're on our, and we're on our guys that hey, right, you have right. to play hard every night. I will say this, Frank, uh, Coach Mo Ramuni said that he said the SEC is probably one of the toughest conferences in Michigan. He did say that. He did say. That. So you're right. <laughs> well, the man, ahead. the man's right. He's friends with H- Hubbard, by the way. Oh yeah, and a and a Bedford Grafter. Yeah, but I mean, it's just how they how they've come out in their last two games after they somehow managed to beat Purdue on Saturday, which. It happened. That would, that I'm starting to think was a complete fluke. Well, it happens. You need luck sometimes, right? <laughs> and then, of course, they look. They win only two games in the month of February. Mm-hmm. It's not that doesn't cut it. And when you get, and especially when you give up 18 points to a guy who had scored 36 in his entire career. Her, uh, who who was it? Uh, I, who? Joey Brunk. Who do? I'd like to ask all Buckeye fans before Thursday night. How many of you knew who Joey Brunk was? Anyone? Bueller. Bueller. No one. 
Exactly. And he goes off for, he basically gets half of his career point total. He matches that in one night. I think that really, to me, that shows a lack of effort on the players. And look, I, I know people will point to Izzo for this. I mean, I think he's kind of, he's starting to get, I think he's starting to want to. Because look, I've heard Rico Beard say this. I've heard Valeni say this. Tom Izzo ain't young anymore. He's 67. I mean, look, I and I do remember on these airwaves saying that he was starting to get on to the back nine of his coaching career, and I think that has become more evident and from maybe last season and even in this season as well. Wow, Frank, you little, you just want to take the old dog out? No, no, I'm not. I'm not. No way am I saying that Izzo has to be canned. I am not saying that at all. He's earned the, he's, David, does it sound like he's that? earned the right to go out on his own? But I think that that time is a lot sooner than we than a lot of Spartan fans would like to admit. David, what are you, did, did, does this sound like he was trying to put him on the back nine? I said I do. I, I'll admit I said it on these airwaves three years ago, and lo and behold, it's those thoughts have pretty much uh, returned in a big way. No, I know. I remember you saying that. I do. I, I, no, I, I, yeah, I, I think it's. I think it's not just Tom Mizzle, but I think it's just an end of an era with coaching. I mean, we're seeing it with Coach K getting ready to do his farewell against North Carolina. Jim Beheim here in Syracuse is towards the tail end of his career. Like, we're seeing just the end of an era, and Tom Mizzle is a part of that class. He's a part of that group where, like, where everyone is. Well, I, I I think at the end, basically, there is this end of the era kind of thing. So, on one hand, I can understand that um, Tom Mizzo is kind of in the back end, on the back nine. But, yeah, I can also see that. He's 67. I mean, people will say, I mean, getting to a Final Four and... 2019, people think that feels recent. That was three years ago. Oh, and look, I don't I don't see Izzo as someone who's gonna coach until he's eighty. It could. I mean I it's Coach K's I, Coach K's in his eighties. I mean, look, there are there are some coaches that have been able to do that, but that's not everybody. Frank, let's just let's just be honest. You're doing this to him. I am absolutely not doing this. You are doing that. You are putting, you are taking basically old yeller out to the back and saying, Izzo, it's up and you're done. That's uh, it. I'm only, I said those days are a lot closer than probably a lot of Spartan fans would like to admit. I mean, they're, they're seventh in the league. I think some recruits he kind of has missed on, but they're still competitive. Uh, oh, the mis- big- missed recruits, let me. Let me uh, reference this. It was, uh, I this, believe it was wait a tw- in tw- 2019. Wait a minute. Didn't 2019 they almost they got to the Final Four? Well, I'm just go- we're talking recruits for a minute. I think it was um, mm-hmm. AJ, AJ Hogard was the 75th ranked player in the country in, the, in this class that year. Mm-hmm. Do you know who was ranked 79? Who? 
Jaden Ivey. Oh yeah, over at uh, um, Purdue, his mom and, coaches at Notre Dame. But but that that and and Jaden Ivey is projected to be a lottery pick. But yeah, but he. Let's be honest though. I don't think yeah, but that comes with development. Development, and, like, yeah. The situation in Purdue. Like, Purdue, yeah. That doesn't mean just because because Jaden Ivey could have went to Michigan State and maybe not got playing time, and, and that, that's hard to predict too. That is hard to predict. I mean, let's face it. He could have been, you know, people just didn't maybe like aspects of his game at the time he just had maturation problems. that's why i don't really get into the the, the ratings of high school kids especially boys because I mean, boys really make their growth between 17 and 22 yeah it just, it just yeah. happens to rub salt in it. i mean i think even you go back to um, think about it rj barrett was ranked higher than zion williamson and ended up zion williamson ended up being the number one pick now luckily both of them went to duke but at the time rj barrett was talked more than zion so John now, Moran was unranked according to some like he was found like he that. was found in a back gym. That's how the Murray State coach found him. He was in a back gym at an AAU tournament. And they he just the guy just wandered back there and said, well, okay, I'm back here. I think he was looking for snacks and found him. So I mean that Frank mm, Oh, I keep mean, going. I mean kind of while we're doing the whole Oh, behind door number one, door number two. I think it was the year. Uh... Well, you're just doing this to Izzo. That's what you're doing. No, I'm not. You want something new and fresh. You do this every year, Frank. When things go bad, you want something new, a new shiny toy. Keep going. It's more so that I want things to to what be at a consistent high Cons- level and not just. Fall, just fall off and completely get burned to the ground. It's not burned to the ground. They're seventh in a really tough Big Ten conference. The and Big they got Ten is the Big hardest time. conference in men's college basketball. Come on, Frank. You got Wisconsin. You got Illinois. You got Purdue. Iowa's doing real well. Ohio State and Rutgers, who are in front of Michigan State, are no slouches. Indiana's Maryland's been always a tough Indiana and Maryland are down this year, but they're still competitive and tough. It's not like they're just straight trash doo-doo. They're not. It's not. You act. You're acting like basically they're they're playing against a bunch of Nebraskas or Georgetowns in the in the in the Big East. And Nebraska beat Ohio State, so I'm like, it's a tough. Sun shines under a dog's ass once in a while. From top to bottom, you gotta you gotta admit it's one of the tougher conferences, and not year in and year out are you gonna always be at the top every year. It's just a down, just like with the baseball team. You, you're going to get a little bit of a dip. But it's like, Frank, if, if someone gets a little bit of dip or they, they fall off just a little bit, you're ready to just throw the hammer and go find someone else and fire him. Fire We need a new coach. I mean, you do that Did with Did I Ryan. say that Izzo needs to be fired? No, you didn't say that, but you pretty much need this. You're pretty much giving his eulogy. Well, he's on the back nine of his career, so, you know. I'm just, it's, I'm just, it's just because I... I have a self awareness. I'm not. Well, I'm not going to be somebody who's just going. So do I, and I just don't think that you're you're really being fair about this. Keep going though. But I, I'll just I'll just say. I mean, if, if it was up to me, I don't think either Michigan. I don't think Michigan State would be a tournament team. And heck, I think probably next year is when the tournament streak ends. Not this year, unless a lot something completely bat bleep crazy happens i also think too covid has kind of screwed things up where you're getting super seniors and i think the transfer portal and that's probably why coach k is leaving the 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 way things have been run in years past in college basketball is changing let's be honest and we want to see will coach Izzo keep up now 
I'm not going to say I'm giving the old yeller treatment, but I could see him going the way also. Maybe I think he has five more years max and he's going to try to see how this NIL stuff works. What's going on with the transfer portal? Can he use it to his advantage? Well, maybe, maybe not. You, you, you mentioned NIL. I think it's kind of ironic you mentioned it. One of his former players has been a bit is a big reason why Michigan State has been able to get some great NIL deals. Matt Ishbia play was on the 2000 national championship team as a walk on, mm-hmm. and he's now and he's pretty much a self made billionaire now. Mm. That's, that was a not good thing. Hope hope his teammates treated him well on that team because that's oh, a guy did. that's a good guy to be friends with. But yeah, I, how I look at it right now, they're ten and nine in the league, nineteen and eleven overall. I mean, I, I really think he's doing a decent job. Decent. And I'll just say, I think it's probably two more years max because his son, his son Steven is on the team, and Steven is a sophomore. I think once Steven graduates, I think that's probably when he says, you know what, uh, and I'm going to hang it up. Mm-hmm. He could. I mean, he but could. The, but the, I think uh, he's another five years away. But... Also, too, I'm getting a similar vibes to the last couple of years of how football was under Mark D'Antonio, where the world around you is changing. You need to adapt with it. And Mark pretty much said, I'm going to do things the same way. I'm not going to make necessary changes aside from shuffling the deck furniture on the Titanic. And look what happened. And True. now, and thank God, Mel Tucker came in and has pretty much cleaned it up. Okay, but that's pretty—that's pretty much what's going to have to happen. Mm-hmm. And is you got to is Alan Alan Haller? Everybody else has got to be like, hey, we got to find a, a Mel Tucker type of coach for basketball once Izzo steps away, because I don't think promoting. Dwayne Stevens to head coach is going to cut it because he because you've been an assistant that long and not gotten the opportunity to be a head coach yet. I don't think you're going to be he in at a certain be taken over at uh, one of the top programs in the country. If, at least if you want to consider yourself to be one of those. So, um, I mean, and also I'll acknowledge. There's been times where I've thought that the end was coming and then what happens, turns around and makes a Final Four the next year and made me look stupid. So that could very well happen too. But given the way that things have gone, the way recruiting has gone, Han, I don't see, I don't see it happening. And, and of course, as for the University of Michigan... This this I think this is a team that I expected to be elite after what they did after what they did last year. That was last year though. Here I thought because you know I thought because initially I thought was Jawan Howard is Penny Hard is basically the same thing, deal as Penny Hardaway. What do you mean? Guy who can who's coached in AAU thinks he can bring in a bunch of talented guys, roll the ball out there. There and play and win. Only he was doing a much better. Only he seemed to have a little bit more structure. Now, aside from 
from telling Mark, yelling, I'll effing kill you at Mark Turgeon, or the whole deal with Greg Gard. I think he's got, hopefully he's learned that he's got to contr- watch his conduct more during games. Things, but, you know, there's really just no cohesion, there's really just no cohesion with Michigan's basketball team. He, I mean, there's talent there. I mean, Hunter Dickinson, one of the best big men in the country. Don't know if that's going to translate to an NBA game or not. Yeah, it doesn't really matter at this point, but you're right. Just look at it now, but keep going. Uh, and I think it will also the inconsistency of the point guard spot is hurt as well. Mm-hmm. And I know Lunardi has them projected as one of the uh, teams with the last four buys. Uh, and but of course, given the fact after they got depantsed by Iowa on Thursday, and they're probably going to go get smacked by Ohio State in Columbus, depantsed. Okay. Yeah, that leads me to wonder: Are they going to be uh, on one? Of the, are they going to be one of the last four in, and or are they going to be one of the first four out? Although some people said possible scenario. They meet Memphis in one of the play-in games. Games mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, I I guess maybe I thought that Michigan and Michigan State could be like the Duke in North Carolina, north of the Mason Dixon line. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to think that's probably a pipe dream at this point. Think so? Yeah. I mean, because I think. I think probably a lot of Michigan fans could be with me on this, as well as a lot of Michigan State fans. We're ready for the season to just be over. It's been pretty bad all around. I want look. I I want to be able to enjoy. I like to be able to enjoy the NCAA tournament, whether or not Michigan State's in it or not. I want to be able to, to sit back, enjoy it, bet on some games, sit back, pour myself a cocktail. Watch some stuff on. Watch some of the games on Thursday or Friday, and have a good time. Right, but I mean, if you see, I'll say this: yeah. Michigan, Michigan State. Assuming that nothing crazy happens and they both get in, they're not getting past the first weekend. Well, let's think about this, <laughs> and, I'm, and I figured this. I'm looking at this. Wisconsin, Illinois, Purdue, Iowa, Ohio State are all in the top 25. And rightfully so, one, two, three, four, five, six. The top six teams in the league are Michigan State is seventh. And you're bitching. Is it because they're not at the top of the league? Like I said, every year you can't be at the top of the league. Well, it's basically... Seems like nothing. It seems like nothing has improved from in Michigan last days. year to this year, and Michigan has clearly regressed. Well, I, I think part of that is because they might have missed out on some recruits. I think um, they misjudged some things, and and and, and they're not as skilled. They have great athletes. They had great prospects. I mean, the team is fairly young. 
Um, and it, the team just doesn't have good chemistry. I, I will say that. I, I, you're right. The, the, I don't think they've had any good chemistry. Maybe next year it might be a little bit different. But I, I want David's take on this, too. I think I think you're being a little harsh on these teams. I could see if they were like Nebraska and only had three wins. That's really falling off. But once again, when you're in a, a, star, a strong conference like they are and you're just below the teams that are in the top 25, I don't really consider that much of a fall off. Now, I don't know. David, you might think differently. What do you think? No, and I think we'll start with Michigan. I think you you hit the nail on the head. Like they are a young team. The majority of their best players are freshmen. Their best player, Hunter Dickinson, is a sophomore. So, like the chemistry is going to come with playing with each other. I mean, this is their first full season, and then you're bringing in more recruits. So it's going to take some time to get to build that chemistry. Whereas if you look at an Indiana or an Illinois that has a lot of players from that tournament team last year that come that came back. If you look at Iowa, if you look at Purdue, who always has juniors and seniors, like they they are they are the veteran laying teams. That's why they're able to kind of consistently be tough to be. I think it's going to take some time. I think, like you said, Derek, next year Michigan's definitely going to be a tough out because they're going to have that year of experience. I think for Michigan State. I mean, it's just they're having a down year. A lot of like they're also young, but they just haven't been able to perform. And every coach has down years. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll take it here to Syracuse. I mean, everyone thought Syracuse would be a dark horse to make the tournament. We're sitting at under five hundred, and people are wondering when Jim Bay is going to retire. Like every <laughs> coach, great or horrible, has you know down years when you have higher expectations that's just the nature of the beast and coach k think about coach k he had some down years in the mid 90s and people were like we'll get rid of him and then he went on to win three more national titles after that i mean come on wasn't one of those mid 90s years when he lost to uh eastern michigan in the first round yes earl boykins in them yes the other earl the pearl yeah yeah like like every every coach every team has down stretches down patches you know, it's like, I mean, that's kind of the, the nature of the beast reality, but I don't know. I... Also, David, I think what I get there's going to be he down stretches, but I think it's also on coaches to at least be somewhat proactive and say, hey, we can't let this happen again. And, I mean, look, I know there might be a year where you have guys who get injured, okay. That's nobody's fault. But when it happens on a regular basis in consecutive years, that's when it really gets concerning. Yeah, I I, I do, but I I think you're being a little harsh on them. And it it could be next year at this time, Michigan State Michigan could be battling for first and second place. Then what are you going to say? I'll own up to it. Or watch if one of them seemingly gets in and and then goes on uh, what does what Oregon State did last year. Couldn't oh, be. by the way, uh, let's ch- let's take a look at how uh, how Wayne Tinkle is doing. Oh wait, three wins, gets a massive con- got a massive contract extension. Woof! But that but that's just one year. Frank, my God, he makes a great run. They rewarded him. I'm pretty sure the administration probably figured out that they probably were losing something from that team. 
he gets three wins. He could bounce back and have another run. I mean, Frank, you gotta like give it some time here, Frank. It's just like you just it, it, you are just extreme. You go from one extreme to the other. Hey, this sounds like to me this is the state of the complaining because it's like my God, just because if the team is not first or second place, fire them. I don't expect you to be in first or second. I expect you to, to be what to at least. Sustain some consistency. What's consistency? What? So let's go look at Coach Izzo's uh, consistency. He has proven he's got consistency for the last 25, 27 years. No, no. I, I got the record up. I'm looking at his year-by-year record. And last year was the only year that he did not have a winning record or an over 500 record in the Big Ten Conference. One year. And it could very well be a second year in a row after they get beat by Maryland on Sunday. How do you know they're going to no, beat Maryland? They're currently sitting 10-8. and eight. Yeah, in conference. They're ten, ten and nine. nine. Ten and nine. If they so win that, nine, if they win that, they go eleven and nine. I think they got one more game after that. It would be the no, no. The finale. The Sunday's the finale, and then it would be Big Ten tournament time. And you don't count the Big Ten tournament as his yeah. regular, so regular season. Regular season, record. he's going to be five hundred. He's going to be five hundred or better again. So out of he's been there with since ninety five. So this is twenty seven years. If he wins twenty six of twenty seven years, he's been above five hundred. And, he, and a lot of those years, he's been dominant in the Big Ten. So what's all this complaining? Hey, you want you want to hold, call yourselves a blue blood program? I think he's kind of sad. What about Kentucky? Kentucky's a blue blood, blood, and they've had some bad years. They've had some bad years with Gillespie at the helm. I mean, come on, Frank. They've had sanctioned years. They've been suspended. Kentucky is currently ranked seventh in the country right, right now, now. But over the history, yeah, as how a blue, they start the year? how did Kentucky start the year? Because we were all worried and panicked that Kentucky was struggling and they were down. Think about it. over the years, Kentucky has had sanctions against them. Remember, before Patino got there, nobody wanted to go Kentucky. Eddie Sutton left, and in that, he had to build. That's why that '92 game where Christian Leitner hit that shot was so devastating because they had gotten to the point where they had built the program from basically scratch to actually competing with the Dukes. And then the next year they got to the NCAA Final Four. And then three years after that, they ended up winning the national title. And then the year after that, they became runner-up. It happens in the programs, Frank. It's not every year you're going to always be consistently one and two. You've just been spoiled in your lifetime that Michigan State has had some really good basketball. And I have to be, be quite honest with you. Michigan State had some pretty decent basketball, and they even went on a little bit of a, a bumpy ride with Judd Heathcote. Well, look, I just don't want this to turn in like basketball to turn into the late years of Mark D'Antonio, or it was basically just let it rot and then collapse to the ground. <laughs> I don't know if he let it rot, but. I guess I see what you're saying. I think you've been in your lifetime. You've been spoiled with Michigan State being really good, because there was at one point both basketball and football teams were straight, as you like to say, diarrhea water, hot garbage, dumpster fire. And in your lifetime, usually the football and the basketball teams have actually been very competitive, or national champions, or Rose Bowl champions, or whatever. And now that it's hit a dip. You want to give Coach Izzo the old yeller treatment. There's expectations to uphold. You want to be you want to be considered one of the big boys. <laughs> you up you. Well, he is one considered one. Steps. He is considered one of the big boys. I can understand if he had a 27 year career 
and he won one national championship. And then years after year after that, he was either average or mediocre. Now, he probably wouldn't be there as long as he's been there. But he's shown that he knows how to develop young men and um, he can win. And remember, just three years ago, he was at the final four with Cassius Winston in them. So I, I, I don't. I just don't see where this argument is coming from because the guy goes and has a, a less than 500 year in 21. We're still talking about COVID year, which kind of screwed everything up. Looks like they bounced back a little bit and possibly next year they can do very well. Christie, hopefully he comes back. They can build around him. I really think you're jumping off the ledge too soon here, Frank. Is that oh. me, David, or what? I, I think you're jumping off the ledge too quick, Frank. That's just me. No, I, I think so too. When you have the track record that Tom Mizzo does, and again, one losing record in conference during the regular season, and yeah, this this is going great. I mean, the only time that he didn't make the the tournament was 2019-2020, and that was canceled due to COVID. And then before that, it was his first two years at Michigan State. Like okay. he gets to the big dance now. Whether now whether matchups or obviously once you get to the big dances, the, the point is to get to the final four. But that's the way the cookie crumbles. But you have to be competitive as a team to make it to the dance. And over the course of the season, all systems and signs are pointing that Michigan State's going to be one of the sixty-four. I don't think they're going to be one of the first four in, or have to do that play in tournament. And that's. A lot of teams, a lot of great teams can't say that. So, so they, keep going. Frank has the last word on his segment, then he's got to get out of here. No, well, David, David, complete yourself sentence. Here you go. Yeah, I just, I just think you might want to get a new coach in, but is he going to have the same success as Tom Mizzo, or is it going to be kind of a dumpster fire? Well, that, well, that goes back to what I said. It's going to be on. Alan Haller and the rest of the administration to find the basketball equivalent of Mel Tucker. But you've done this before, Frank, in the past. You got to get rid of Caldwell for Matt Patricia, and then that was, I mean, <laughs> Frank, you just, you, you, you just, man, you fire him, fire him. Like you're like Donald Trump on The Apprentice. Fire him, fire him. You're fired. I prefer to be like Vince McMahon. <laughs> oh, you're fired. I mean, man, God, Frank. I mean, can the can the can they be human? I'm not. Like I said, I'm not saying fire them. You're not saying fire them, but you are kind of saying fire a, them. I want to have a plan in place so to ensure a smooth transition. Yeah, I, it's I, called I, planning ahead. Yeah, and you plan ahead all the time when you don't think everything's going well. This is your plan ahead. Right, and what's, what's going to happen? So, like David said, what are you going to do when they get the new coach in there, and then he does even worse? They got rid of Miles at Nebraska and brought in Fred Hoiberg and said, "Oh, it's going to work out," and they're last. So, because save that bullet, Nebraska, because. When has Nebraska been relevant in basketball outside of when Tyron Lou was there? Miles actually, I believe, got them to the tournament. I believe one year. But what was, would you rather oh, have? That's, that's more than. That's more than what they're doing now. They tried to blame Miles for that, and he's actually a pretty excellent coach. And they were competitive, 
it's tough for Nebraska, but at least they're competitive. But they fired him. Everyone thought Fred Hoiberg was going to come in, do all this stuff. And what have they done? Nothing. So that's why I said quit trying to try to get rid of or put a succession plan together and then not knowing that what you might get might be something that destroys the program or does this to Michigan State. And it's hard to follow up a legend. I get that. But not having a plan in place is not the way to go at all. I understand that. But doing this, though, is not the way to go either. Don't don't give Tim don't give Tom Izzo the old yeller treatment. I'm not doing that. Yeah, you are. No, I'm not. Yeah, you're already putting him in the grave already. No, I'm only admitting that that the time his time left is a lot shorter than what a lot of Spartan fans would like to admit. Well, yeah, I, I mean, obviously he's 67 years old. Average age of what of a human is 76, 78. So, yeah, let's play the numbers here. Now, could he live past 76, 78? Possibly. I'm not saying how. We're not going to how long he's going to live. I'm going to how much longer is he going to coach. I've said no, two I years totally, max. I totally understand that. So, once, yeah. he, once his son Steven graduates... That'll that'll be it. Okay, All right. but like I said, you, you're ready to move on and get a new guy in there because you know they have a couple turbulent years. Well, you especially when it looks like turbulence. he's checked out as well. You're just saying that because you don't want him there. That's why. I didn't say that. Well, uh, you alluded to that. You know, this. it. Lo- I mean, because I wa- I watched the game against Ohio State. That's one game, Frank. It's rare to see Tom Izzo on the bench like looking like, you know what? But but I don't know what to do anymore. I don't know. I didn't see that look. I think he knew. I did. Well, yeah, you did. But from my coaching perspective, me just being a coach, not really a fan, I thought that, you know, look, we played our best effort. It was just Ohio State's night. It wasn't a matter of looking like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. But, I mean, obviously you would say that if you want to give him the old effect and take him out back and shoot him i get it you got the gun in your hand and you're you're no, shaking you're shaking and you just do this yeah, i gotta pretty much end it because i gotta get rolling okay so last thoughts my last thought is don't expect either team from this state to get past the first round of the tournament really yeah think so exactly Hmm. Yeah. Okay. That that that's a good thought, David. The Wolverines will be in the Sweet Sixteen. Book it. <laughs> Frank's laughing. They haven't shown enough consistency. All you gotta do is get hot at the right time. We've seen tournament teams go from conference to the Big Dance. All you all you gotta do is get hot in March. And again, Hunter Dickinson, one of the top 15 best players in the country. Kind of hard to stop him if he's in that three ball. Uh, let's just say I've seen him get stopped before. I had to play this instrumental because you're just hating Frank. But, you know, have a good rest, rest of your weekend. Any plans besides the, the, the uh, umpire thing? Uh, work on Sunday and then... Getting ready for high school basketball districts. We host them at Bedford certain Wednesday. Hey, we play Woodhaven. Monroe plays Carlson in the second game, and then Winter stays to play Friday. All right. Well, good luck. And of course, then. the girls' team. Shout out to them. They won a district. 
Last night they're going to be playing uh, Riverview on Tuesday at Dearborn High School. Nice. Nice high school, by the way. Nice area, as you used to say. <laughs> anyway, thanks, Frank. Uh, David, it's just me and you for a few more, two more segments. You've got what's on the deck. What's on What's on the hot plate? All right, well, we got the Mock Draft 1.0 coming up. Mm-hmm. It's always a fan favorite. And then are the Philadelphia 76ers an NBA title contender? All right. That and more here on 88.3 WGTs. After further review, we'll be back after this. Make sure you check us out on SoundCloud and iTunes. Here, Frank's hate. <laughs> the team's not winning. Fire on. That's what I've learned today. <laughs> but he says he, you have to have some type of excellence or standards. We'll have that and more here on 88.3 WGTs. After further review, we'll be back after this.